Hello, you're listening to the Voice Over Hour podcast, season two, with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. I've been a voice actor for over 20 years, working in all areas of voiceovers, including video games, commercials, promos, and narration. I'm editor of The Buzz magazine, founder and director of The VoiceOver Network, and I'm also a multi-award winning entrepreneur. The VoiceOver Network is the number one place for voiceover professionals to get the best training, help, support, opportunities, and access to an amazing supportive community. We are all about helping, supporting, and strengthening the voiceover industry. The VoiceOver Hour podcast? Well, it takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insights, and so much more. They'll be dropping every Tuesday. They'll be up to an hour long, some more, some less. I'll be talking to some fantastic experts in our industry, including voice actors, agents, producers, and casting directors. They'll be sharing their stories, as well as information and advice to help you with your voiceover journey. I started the VoiceOver Network seven years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together, to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this incredible industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Now, today I have a very special guest for you. I'm really excited about this interview, and I know there's going to be a lot of information shared. So, um, today I am talking to the brilliant Mark Gus, who is the founding partner at ACM Talent. Now, he was an agent and vice president for over a decade at WME. Mark has represented A list celebrities and branded talent while negotiating deals with the most sought-after voices in the world. Prior to William Morris, Mark created the promo department at Abrams Artists and worked at CESD. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Rachel. I know we've been wanting to do this for a long time. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and we've we've met quite a few times at, at various voiceover conferences uh, all over the place. Yes, we have. Always a fun time. Yes. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, really great to have you on our podcast and, um, yeah, and find out, share your story with everybody and uh, probably answer some questions that people have have about what it is that you guys do over at ACM Talent. So um, so just kind of kicking things off, you've had an incredible career working as an agent at CESD, uh, William Morris, Abrams Artist Agency. Tell us what, what got started, well, how did you get started and what drew you to voiceovers? So regarding what drove me to voiceover, I, I say this all the time. I fell into voiceover like the majority of agents and actors alike. Uh, you know, when I was in college, I knew, and this was, by the way, pre the show Entourage, where the explosion of everybody wanting to be an agent um, yes. kind of took off. 
Um, but I continued on to law school, and I knew that I didn't want to practice law, but I'm very much an advocate for higher education. Um, and, and people ask me all the time if law school is a requirement for agenting, and the answer is it certainly is not, but it doesn't hurt because, you know, like I said, any um, added resume builder always works. Plus, you get some good training. So, um, yeah. Well, that must really help as well when it comes to contracts and stuff because you've got like a real understanding you know what? One would think that that is the case, but um, there are many agents out there that I've worked with who have become very proficient almost in a business affairs way uh, because they practiced it and they know their area and they know the deals and they know the contracts. So, uh, you, you know, you, that it's training on the job. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so you just so you sort of fell in. I mean, it's it's funny how different people come into voiceovers. But, um, yeah, lots of people kind of fall into it. Um, well, I, um, I well, I, yeah. I interned through college and law school at a I started at a, a B movie company called Troma. And they are famous for like these campy B movies uh, like Toxic Avenger and that was my first job during a summer internship in law school and i um i really liked it and i knew that i wanted to get into agenting but i tell i tell people who want to get into the business all the time just if you can't get an internship at a talent agency, then find something in entertainment that might work for you. So I started at, at this film company, and then my next internship was a, um, a, a talent agency. It was Innovative Artists next summer. And then I graduated from law school, and I started answering phones for CESD, and then went over to an agency called SEM&M, which was the biggest commercial agency at the time in the 90s. Uh, that's where I happened to uh, have met uh, Phil Sutphin, who's my business partner here. So we know each other a long time. Um, Phil actually started the promo department, like the first like homemade promo department of its kind while we were at SEM&M. And I didn't even know what it was because it was so new because agencies really didn't have that area. Um, so I was working in celebrity endorsements with the president of SEM and M and I became an agent there in celebrity endorsements, um, primarily sports celebrity endorsements. And then Harry Abrams at Abrams, artists caught wind of some of the stuff that I was doing and I was introduced to him and he brought me over and ironically asked me to start the voiceover promo department because now that's what agencies started doing. And I yeah. said to him very directly, like, I know that we're doing this at SEM and M and I don't really know what they're doing. I don't know what it's about really. And he said to me, isn't an agent an agent an agent? Which to me really meant, you know what? 
I believe in you, you're doing well there, you can make it work. And it's not like there were mm. promo agents all over the place for him to choose from. So, um, so I took that opportunity and I always wanted to be an agent at William Morris. To me, that was yeah. the brand name of talent agency. That was old school. It was Hollywood. It was everything. And for yeah. a bunch of reasons, I didn't get into the mailroom program, as they call it. Uh, that's where everybody starts. And it's just very competitive. And I wound up... Um, I wound up at William Morris eventually because William Morris was re-starting um, their scale voiceover department, and they were looking now for a promo, a voiceover promo agent. And see, see, you asked me originally how did how did I fall into voiceover? Like I thought, like most yeah. people who come out of school. If I wanted to be an agent, I'm going to be a TV agent. I'm going to be a motion picture agent. It's like the stereotypical agent agent that you think an agent is. But, you know, the niche of voiceover happened to be something that I uh, found myself uh, in and started doing. And when I got to, when I, when I finally got to William Morris, I had to figure out how am I going to stay at William Morris? Because I couldn't really bring clients over because I had an agreement um, that was restricted to a degree with Abrams. And I had to figure it all out very quickly. And that's where I started signing uh, radio imaging talent because one of our clients there was a radio imaging uh, talent. And he had a few 20 something 25 stations around 25 stations and nobody was representing talent for radio imaging at the time it was mostly tv affiliate work so i just said you know what let me go out there and sign as many great radio imagers out there and i and and i respected these people so much because they were really versatile and I thought they had a lot of potential to cross over, not only into getting much more radio imaging work if someone was an advocate for them, but certainly for uh, promo work and commercials and narrations and movie trailers, etc. So when I signed these talent, I told them that I'm going to, I joke around, I said, I'm going to turn you into real people. Um, and it <laughs> it became a real big business. Uh, we went from 25 radio stations to almost 2,500 radio stations wow. in less than a year. And that became an annuity for me at William Morris to basically have my career there because it allowed me, because those contracts that I put together, um, they just continued year after year with increases that I built into the contracts and it allowed me to then do um, the promo job that I needed to do um, and celebrity deals. Because when you're at a big agency like that, celebrity deals, just you, they, they find you. It just lands in your lap or it just makes its way to you. So I started doing celebrity deals with many, many different uh, iconic celebrities and um, had a really great 
time there. I loved every minute of being an agent and then um, made my way into uh, management because I just got, I got, uh, I got restless with the, the lack of entrepreneurship. And I say lack of entrepreneurship because mm-hmm. by be, be, you can be an entrepreneur as an agent under an agency if you're able to find an area that no one else is working on. Like, for instance, YouTube influencers have become a really big business. So agents who happen to be there at the right time um, and signing those types of talent have um, you know, have now become, uh, a commodity in the industry and, you know, they're not really replace, you know, these agents become much more valuable and not replaceable versus an agent who might be a standard TV agent or music agent or motion picture agent who, if they left, you know, their business just pretty much gets handed over for the most part to the next agent. Awesome! Wow! Yeah, absolutely! Wow! And so, and so, tell tell me, tell us a bit about ACM, um, because yeah, you started ACM Talent. Um, yes, you're, you're one of the founders. So tell us, tell us a little bit about ACM. What makes ACM so great? Well, I I always had the vision when I was at William Morris of what if I had the opportunity total carte blanche to be able to hire whoever I wanted put this dream team together of agents in my area to represent talent I mean I didn't no one has that ability for the most part um, you know the agency ultimately makes that decision and most agencies had a voiceover agent, a few voiceover agents, a promo agent, and you know it be it, it was that type of business, pretty much connected to the on camera business too. So it fell under commercials at William Morris. There was a uh, there was a celebrity endorsement element to it as well. But regarding ACM, it, it's quite simply a, a unicorn in the business, as I call it, that has adapted to the current times. Because years ago, agents were the absolute gatekeepers of the entire industry. And with the advent over the years of online casting and self-marketing, etc., which was unheard of in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, we incorporated a model that um, not only um, allowed us to have top representation, but our clients are great business partners of ours and talent were never considered that back in the day because again agents controlled everything so they weren't considered business partners they weren't considered entrepreneurs because i don't think entrepreneurs even were considered entrepreneurs and i don't think it existed back then um and but the but the voiceover management table was set way before acm and for the most part, it was specialty representation for movie trailers and a bit of promos. And thankfully, as we were thinking about the architecture 
of where we wanted to go, which is full service, we didn't just stop there um, because when Phil Phil Sutphin, he was running the ICM voiceover department in New York, and I was do I was doing it um, at William Morris, and Phil and I worked together at SEM and M. He went over to ICM, I went over to William Morris. So I to Abrams, then William Morris, and then um, we reconnected years and years later. Um, we just thought that because so so the management model in all of entertainment uh, and management has been around for a long, long time working alongside agents. Um, the management model is one of commissioning, of course, the work that we get our clients um, and management in theatrical is just a little different because uh, agents are more responsible for booking talent in in legit, in theatrical, motion picture, TV, etc. Um, but management in voiceover, way, again, way before ACM was around, w- was just different. The, the managers were booking the talent for their specific areas and working hand-in-hand with agents. So um, when Phil and I were considering what's the best way to represent talent in this day and age, and if we were going to incorporate the management model that I just explained, that like we would only feel right about offering clients r- great representation and varied representation, um, not just movie trailer and some promo work, which we see today was a good decision because there's a lot less of that type of work because of many factors. Like we don't hear voice. Um, in movie theaters, in, in in movie trailers, we hear much less of it in TV campaigns. It could be like two words. It could be rated R, um, mm-hmm. and so for voiceover. And regarding promos, it's a whole different world too because of th- there were many networks, valuable networks that have transitioned into streaming networks, and um, it's just a it's just a whole different world. So. We decided that that if we branched out into into as many areas of voiceover as possible, um, including commercials, which no one really did in uh, voiceover management, um, and then and of course promos and and narration and political and radio imaging and digital and social, etc. So once we dove into commercial in a very big way, we knew that we changed the entire landscape of management in voiceover for the better, for the benefit of our talent, because we're, we have a responsibility to provide the highest level of opportunities and the most opportunities for our clients. And that's where we are now. So, you know, it, it, it really, turned into a you know and and it was with luck too you know the 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 agents turned managers who we have became available at the right time like robin star in new york doing commercials and my buddy eric seastrand who i was the new york voiceover uh, agent he was running the la voiceover show the scale sh- um, department and free, and he's always been a good friend of mine. And we were always talking about 
um, could it happen that one day we would be working together and then, and he became available just about a year and a half ago. So I pinch myself every day that we have the team that we have around our clients and, you know, and it includes Andrew Akin, who's the movie trailer, um, expert who does narration and promo plus Eric Seastrand brought over, um, Jake Gerloff who did, uh, promos, uh, narrations at William Morris and Melanie uh, Melanie Thomas was at Abrams, which is called A3 now, and she did a whole bunch of things. She and in and a specialty of hers was video games and animation, including narration and promo and commercial. But she really dug into video games and animation, so we have that now, and that was unheard of for a manage a voiceover management company. And then Jeffrey Umberger, who you know. Um, yes. in Atlanta, yeah. who's, Jeffrey. yeah, I mean, the nicest guy and, yes. and just so talented and understands the business so well. Um, we thought that someone like Jeffrey who had the experience that he had, plus the local market, um, the local market, um, connections and, and, and reputation, we thought that would, you know, be be a, a, another great element to ACM. So, you know, so Jeffrey Umberger is with us as well. And then we just you've kept pushing the, the envelope. Dream team. Yeah. What's that? Dream team. You guys, uh, you've got the dream team. We really feel like we do, and we and we also <laughs> added uh, this element that no one has, which is Colleen Collin, who who used to run every a lot of people out there know what voice bank is and voice bank was acquired um and colleen collin was responsible every day for procuring uh opportunities for talent agencies and management companies all over the place from blue chip advertising agencies to production companies producers etc and she became available i mean her contacts were so vast and no one really thought of like, well, you know, she could be the perfect project manager where the, you know, the traditional managers are doing what they do. They're signing talent. They're working with their contacts, uh, working with new contacts. And Colleen is now not working for on behalf of over 200 talent agencies. All she's doing is working on behalf of the clients of one entity, ACM. So that's what's going on behind the scenes too. And a big reason as to why we have that much activity for our clients and support. Nice. Very, very cool. Wow. And I, you know, I'm so impressed because you are, you guys are, and I, you know, I love that about what you've done. And I know we've, we've chatted before at events, but you guys have come onto the scene and you you're you're changing things and and ruffling feathers and kind of you know and that's that's kind of what I did with the voiceover network when I started it and you know and I you're entrepreneurs and and you're you know you're doing an awesome job so so well done yeah it's good the industry needs thank you we need people to kind of wake up to to what's happening and 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 change uh, you know so mark what are the challenges you face in your role at ACM well, I love talent, and I love the entire concept of the talent industry. 
um, since I was a kid, I, I was always enthralled with talent, talent performance in general, and talent competitions like Star Search. Um, so to me, it, it it was always a part of me. I did flirt with the potential of being on the other side and minored in theater and thought that maybe I would take that on. But I think for me, it worked better to be on the other side representing uh representing talent so um and as far so as far as challenges that that we face um it's pretty much the challenges that any company faces that any representation company faces which is always trying to do as much as possible for our clients and as many clients who have called me, reached out to me, and said to me, how am I supposed to get to all of these auditions that you guys just sent us today? How am I supposed to do that? I don't apologize for it. I actually tell them that they need to then become better time managers of their own and prioritize figure it out because tomorrow i'm going to send you more auditions and next week you're going to have even more auditions more opportunities so i don't look at it really as challenges guys yeah but but you know what i mean (laughs) it it is (laughs) right well it is somewhat of a challenge because there's only x amount of time in a day and people and talent want to uh, perfect their reads and it's not like you don't yeah. have the opportunity these days to perfect your reads it's just a it's just a uh, a faster paced world that we're in so um the challenges that i'm always going to face even though someone might uh, someone on the outside might look and look at us and say wow like you have you know all this great representation and all these great opportunities I don't, I, I look at it as every morning I look at it as, as that, okay, I still need to step up the game and I just don't think that's ever going to change. And I think that it's just part of business thinking. It's part of entrepreneurial thinking to not just stay set in your ways as we were talking about before, but rather to innovate and and change and change is good awesome change is good i love change changes and i think yeah we all need to embrace change because things are changing all the time and yeah i think um awesome i tell you what we're going to do we are going to take a brief pause guys to hear from some of our wonderful sponsors this podcast is sponsored by audient Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. Today's episode is powered by the Audient ID14 Mark II. Audient has become a key player within the recording world, boasting a competitive range of studio essentials. Find out more by heading over to audient.com. This podcast is recorded using the Imperative Audio portable vocal booth and is sponsored by studiospares.com the uk's best 
single source pro audio supplier, offering up to 20% discount on selected products to the VoiceOver Network members. Black Cat Acoustics, proud to be the UK distributor for the Studio Bricks VoiceOver booths. Sennheiser supports you in your voiceover production with great sounding microphones and headphones. They are ideal for natural recordings and critical monitoring applications where they ensure that your voiceovers make the difference. And finally, I want to tell you about Hindenburg Narrator, intelligent and intuitive software editing to solve your most common audiobook narration challenges. From uneven levels and noise reduction to ACX and Findaway validation. Download your exclusive Von 60-day trial and $50 discount code at hindenburg.com forward slash voiceover network. Okay, so we're back with the fabulous Mark Gus um, talking about ACM, talking about being a manager, talking about being an agent. Um, what I'd like to ask you, I, I'm interested to find out, what did the casting process for, look like from your point of view? That's a good question. Uh, the, the casting process is quite different today. Um, veterans of voiceover representation all recall the days where an audition would come in and the standard expectation would be to get that audition back to the producer or casting director in a few days. You had that luxury. Uh, but that's dramatically changed now where the expectation is to return auditions same day, sometimes within hours or less. Mm -hmm. Rachel, you know that, right? And and, yeah, and yeah, speaking absolutely. speaking yeah, and speaking of casting directors, they used to rule the industry. And I'm referring particularly to because I grew up in New York and I raised in New York and I and and I was accustomed to the way business worked in New York with casting directors. So particularly, the New York casting directors, um, where agents would get a few time slots and be able to send in a handful of talent, which I always thought was ridiculous, because an, a casting director would call a talent agent. I'm just talking about, let's talk about voiceover, because we're here to talk about voiceover. Yeah. And yeah. they would be lucky, the, the agent would be lucky to get a few time slots, like three to five time slots. What about all these other great people who they're representing? Why couldn't they be afforded an opportunity to be heard? Um, why? Yeah. Because casting directors had X amount of time to audition them. And that's just yeah. the way it is. And then casting directors also had their favorites. And they would sometimes even suggest to a talent agent, oh, you know, I want to see this person, that person, and that person, because they knew that they represented them, which which gave them even less, the, the agents less of an opportunity to introduce new talent to them. So, so to get someone rolling who would have an opportunity to meet a great casting director early on in their career was pretty challenging. So, but, but we all knew that technology and talent studio access would change 
the industry, and and it has, and and technology always does that, as we said, um, and technology and uh, related reforms always win, and, and COVID yeah. has accelerated that concept, and now everyone has their own home setup because they had to. By the way, before COVID, yeah. Yeah. Um, before the pandemic percent of our clients at ACM had their own home set up because we we were representing talent all over the country um, and even the talent in New York and LA had to have their own home set up because we knew where the business was where the business was heading and we needed to be in front of where it was going so so you know some talent were more and are more sophisticated than others but all talent expected to be at the ready audition and deliver that audition back quickly, starting, you know, officially um, almost two years ago when the pandemic hit us. And then these other agencies who were working the old school way had to all catch up and make sure that their clients had to understand how to deliver from home. And when I say deliver from home, it doesn't just mean to be able to buy a mic and all of a sudden you're able to send that audition back. You have to become, you have to be proficient as a talent, as an engineer, as a producer of your own. And that had to be a quick education for many, many people. Um, So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's an obvious for online casting because it's literally a speed game you know even even over a, a talent game in ta- in online casting yeah. and yeah. that now applies to agents and to managers because of the expectations that have been set with online casting and and, and the mm-hmm. and I want to speak about the LA agent perspective because it was a bit different than east coast as there were and continue to be casting directors who still see talent in person, but agencies in New York would as well, but most of the agencies in LA would have packed waiting rooms with talent, just wall-to-wall talent, standing room only, with insane wait times where actors would have to travel through traffic, find a parking spot, and take a chance on their performance that day as they wait their turn. And they could, they could be in that waiting room for endless hours. And and that's changed now where the talent can simply audition practically anything from home. And it gives the casting director. Now we're circling back to casting directors and Mm. having them have the opportunity to listen to more talent and, give the yeah. and and have the talent have the benefit of having themselves heard by a casting director so what did technology do it allowed for everyone the casting director the producer and the talent the opportunity to listen and get listened to and by the way the benefits of old school going to a casting director or a talent agency's office model there was a luxury there that you were able to be directed by a casting associate or at, at a casting director mm-hmm. or an agency booth director. But today 
you're pretty much on your own in your own home studio with the assumption that you're performing adequately and it's you and the usually the four four walls of your of your booth um so mm-hmm. feedback has really um gone to the wayside in favor of sheer individual confidence and then you have to move on mm-hmm. to the next job uh, yeah you then you have to move on to the next job or audition and just be okay that what you did was okay and move on and don't let it get to you because you didn't get that feedback. Um, that's the world we're living in now. And it's only going to continue in that direction. So it is, I mean, it is amazing how the industry has changed and and how it has opened up and, and technology has meant it has, you know, it's very exciting for the global um, market and, and the fact that we're able to to work with clients you know, all over the world. And, uh, yeah, so. Isn't it great, Rachel, that, isn't it It great that, that the business has turned into a global business? I, I, I say this every day and we're so lucky. I'm lucky on the representation side. You're lucky on the talent side and the business side that this is the best time to be in voiceover. There are there never been more opportunities. It's a little different yeah. in some ways, but there just haven't been this many opportunities, and there are just more areas of entertainment, and it's just so exciting. It's it's so exciting for us and talent. Like every day, where you get up and you're just like, I don't know what's going to come in today, and that's exciting. Like we could be working on a blue chip national network commercial. And then all of a sudden the next audition is the voice of a network. And then it's a 12 part narration series for another major network or a three month campaign, digital campaign that's running on Instagram only. I mean, when was that heard of in 1990 something, you know? Yeah, and it is, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I'm often saying this to people, you know, there, there, there is more work now in voiceovers than there has ever been. But there are more voiceover artists now than there have ever been. So it is really important for everybody to stay at the top of their game and to listen to things like this podcast and go to training. And I'll come on to all that in a minute. I want to ask you um, before we come on to yeah, networking and all that stuff. Um, from from your point of view, obviously, you listen to a lot of auditions. What makes an audition stand out for you? Let's start with in my clubhouse, I was just talking about this because we had a promo um, session, uh, but we also have commercial sessions and other sessions. And what makes an audition stand out in commercial is that I believe there, there's more leeway there for you to be the authentic you without sounding like you're trying too hard or reading or performing and you also get the freedom yeah you get the freedom with commercials to take some chances i mean in in other areas of voiceover like promos trailers narration radio imaging etc there's more of a style rhythm and cadence that's required of the talent that's why that's why those areas 
are very challenging and and really requires regular practice coaching um and that type of coaching can transform you and make a difference but even with these specialty areas you're still expected to bring your own shall we say uh flair that's unique and it, it might just be a word or the highlighting of the network itself or highlighting a star of the show like a, a um you know like someone who is a a household name um but it's subtle. There are subtleties there, but there is a rhythm to those areas. So, you know, when people say, I want to get into voiceover, I always tell them that, okay, well, you have to start with your headshot, which is your headshot is your commercial demo in voiceover. And then they, you know, the next area that that people usually that that talent usually want to get into is promo and i think things are going to change and continue to change pretty drastically because that was somewhat old school thinking that okay well now that i'm doing commercials i should be doing promos and now that i'm doing promos now i should be doing narration and then i should be doing movie trailers but there's a lot of work to do you don't necessarily have you have to get into commercials you have to be proficient in commercials you have to have your commercial demo and it better be a, and it better be a great demo but when the other options of voiceover were promos trailers narrations and not much else of course you wanted to uh, you wanted to spread out into other areas so those were the areas but in 2021, you know, a couple of years prior, there have th there's become this entrepreneurial way of doing business in voiceover, where talent, not necessarily actors, but voiceover talent, would be creating their own business, where they're getting business by networking, they're getting business by um, doing anything they can by connecting to buyers themselves, which was unheard of years ago. And, and that type of work traditionally um, has been and, and still is um, corporate work, e-learning type of work, explainer videos. Companies out there, it's like sand on the beach. Like there, you can't get through all of them. There, every day, there's an opportunity for a voiceover talent to reach out and reach out in a creative way and show that company that they should hire you and you're different, you're unique. And many people have turned that type of business into a very respectable very a, a huge business and you know what that type of business lends itself mm. to an introduction to representation and what i mean by that is we're going to now circle back to the business partner that everybody has to be these days if you're coming yeah. to an agent the way it used to be is that well here's my here's my demo listen to my demo tell me what you think do you want to work with me it's so much more than that now. Yeah. Everybody has a voiceover demo. 
everybody has a microphone, everybody has a studio, and I get so many inquiry, uh, inquiries a day for representation, and I'm hearing, here's my demo, I have this kind of mic, I have this kind of studio, and I'm very reliable. Okay, you sound like thousands and thousands and thousands of other people who have the same capabilities, um, but you come to an agent, you come to a manager with the, um, with the portfolio that you're a, a great business partner, you know how to do it, you know how to work it, you know how to um, work with producers, but what you can't really do on your own is get those blue chip opportunities like the national network commercials, because you're not going to be able to get it on your own for the most part. I'm not saying, look, there are always exceptions, but it's super, super difficult for you to market on your own without representation to a blue chip ad agency in Chicago or LA or New York or San Francisco. It's just really hard or to get to a promo producer who's going to make a decision of a promo campaign or the voice of a network or you know a narration for a series or to a movie trailer house i mean it's just it's almost impossible so if you want to step up your game and have that varied type of career which you and by the way which you don't need to have you can have an amazing career doing corporate work or e-learning work. Yeah. That's fantastic. It doesn't mean you have to do promos or narration or, you know, it just doesn't mean that you have to. But if you are an entrepreneur and you're aggressive, aggressively an entrepreneur and you want to push the envelope and be the best voiceover talent um, out there, then of course you want the best opportunities. So, then you might have an opportunity to incorporate your business portfolio with um, being a great business partner with an agent or a manager, and then you're off to the races. And, you know, there you go. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, on that, the whole business side of things, I remember for, for me in my career, that was the thing where I realized I was I was going through this kind of feast and famine. And um, I realized that it was the business side of being a voiceover artist that I I, I I was struggling with and I mean this is I'm you know talking a long time years ago and so I just threw myself into training and and learned loads about marketing and that transformed everything for me and, and it is so important so yeah I like what I just heard you say it transformed everything for you because our business has transformed so if yes. you're not going to transform to the business then you're you're not on the same page as the business so it 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 really is just not going to work optimally for you. it could work to the degree that it can work for you but you have an opportunity to take advantage of doing you know the the type of marketing and and business work Rachel you know like like you're doing i mean you created something so special like i give you so much credit for being the business person that you are, for seeing that there was a uh, an opportunity to create the 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 network that you did, and 
to put out a magazine like that. And, you know, I mean, it, it, everybody knows how, I mean, I don't know, a lot of people know how difficult it is to get that done. And I just give you yeah. so much credit for being the person that everybody knows, like, oh, that's Rachel, N you know, it's Rachel Naylor, it's a, you know, that's, it's a VO network behind, um, you know, this magazine that has, you know, turned into the brand that it's turned into, that's turned into um, a, an amazing resource for talent to go to. So, you know, so just re real kudos to you for sharing that and sharing your skills, your business skills, your entrepreneurial skills with our industry. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. Um, and it is, you know, it's, there is a lot uh, going on. And it was that crazy thing when I think about when I, you know, launched the voiceover network. And it was just little old me kind of, you know, being a voiceover artist going, why is there not this safe place for voiceover professionals to come together? And similar to, you know, you know, you guys with ACM, you know, you wanted to create something. And, and I wanted to create something for voiceover artists and, and to help voiceover artists. And yeah, it's, seven years later and we're here and you know it's global and yeah the magazine where it's gosh i think we're, we're on the 27th edition of the buzz magazine at the moment so uh yeah it's thank you it's it's a lot of work there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes but i am passionate about what i'm doing and as, as are you you know with what you guys are doing and i think that 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 really shines through um when you're passionate and when you're doing what you love and ultimately that is so important for all of us is, is to be doing what we love um well so, you're a double yeah, threat too because you're such a you know you're you're such a talented um actor voice actor so you know you but between keeping up with that career with yeah. you know and pushing <laughs> the envelope in in networking and business and the buzz and the voiceover network. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I say, I don't know how you do it. You know, I, I have my hands full yeah. in, or, you know, in, in looking out for a business and, and keeping up with um, whatever I keep up with too. But, yeah. you know, but I, I enjoy it. And if, and, That's and I know, I know, cause you and I have had conversations um, about this. I, and every time I speak to you about it, I, I just see it in your eyes. Like you love it. You love yeah. doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally do. And people do say to me, you know, how do you do what you know, all these things and how do you do it? And, you know, being a mum, and I've recently got a puppy as well, just to throw into the mad mix. Love it. Um, and <laughs> which is how, and so you, you essentially now have another kid. <laughs> I do. I have a, I have a, te I have a, like a, a toddler with very sharp teeth. Um, <laughs> I, and I know all cards. about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it is, you know, people say, you know, how do you do what you do? And it is, you know, I absolutely love what I do. I'm so passionate about bringing people together, sharing information and, and, and helping people to have the lives that they, that they deserve and, and the careers that they deserve. And, you know, I remember when I came into the industry, there was, there was, information and it was really really tough to to get a foot in the door and I got rejected 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 and um and yeah I really feel it's my responsibility to to share stuff and and I love it I absolutely love it so thank entrepreneurs thanks. entrepreneurs will get their foot in the door yes yeah <laughs> yeah oh gosh I know
think back to you know all the all the no's I was told and you know and, and we all have that don't we you know the, the the teacher at school or the you know the person who said absolutely not and and you've just got to keep going guys just just keep at it if if you love if you love it I, I believe to keep going because entrepreneurs so, will figure it absolutely. out so yeah yes so, I, again I give you a lot of credit I mean like you're you are you I, are regarded yeah. as a a master networker um so just amazing work you do thank you thank you so much thank you oh amazing amazing and then in terms of training so from your point of view obviously you know and and i mean i i would say training is absolutely essential guys to stay stay current to stay you know on trend i mean what is there anything else you you would say of training so regarding training Coaching has been a part of acting and specifically voice acting for a long time. And talent who are trying to get into voiceover to talent who are seven-figure um, earners, etc., are still training. And there's no time to think that you need to stop training. There's always something new to learn um, and it could be really subtle. So, you know, I've seen it with, um, with a lot of talent and it, 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 I know it specifically with talent who might've had such an impactful session with a coach that, uh, a, a nuance them into a movie trailer household name in voiceover. So I, I just, I'm, I'm just a real big fan of, like I said earlier, higher education, any kind of education, voiceover training, absolutely. Um, uh, could be a comedy stand-up class to take it could be an improv class um in your community it could it could be a um a speaker's um a, a, a speaker's group that that you might want to join you know who do lectures that you know you you might want to figure out how do i how do i highlight messages better um, it just could be anything. So, it, it, and and that is every one of those training elements are challenges, and it's always great to challenge yourself to take yourself to another level. Definitely, definitely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I wanted to to talk to you about the media because I know you are. You have a fantastic presence and a massive following on social media. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's it's very impressive. Um, what advice? I mean, what? Yeah, what? What do you think it is that that works for you? And do you have advice for for voiceover artists in terms of their social media presences? I do. A, do it. It's very yeah. daunting <laughs> to think. It's very. It's a very daunting task to start anything, especially a following on social media. 
for anything, especially for voiceover, because the competition out there is fierce. So you need to stand out. So I always say that if you haven't started, then you have to start. Luckily, um, luckily, most people have some kind of social media presence, but they're not doing it effectively. And I, I took it on, I was sort of, I was pretty skeptical when I started about seven years ago and I, and I got on Twitter and Mm. I just did it. And, And you know what the advice that I was getting at that time across the board, social media experts, just post and post and post and post, just get your name, get yourself out there. But I, I just didn't think that that was something that I wanted to pay attention to, meaning the bombarding of your followers on social media. I mean, like, you know, like putting a yeah. schedule together where you're posting something like every 10 minutes. Like, if you're going to post something, make it meaningful, make it special, yeah. engage in a way that is unique to you. And it's not easy to do that, especially in voiceover, because again, it's just like someone sending me an email and telling me that they have the microphone and they have their studio and they have a commercial demo. Okay, great. So now you're getting on social media and you're joining the fray and there are a lot of people way ahead of you with a lot more followers, with a lot more savvy about how to do this um but it's really about the value that you can provide in social media and i love doing this with our clients like i I mean as we take management very seriously and as part of management of course we offer many great opportunities audition opportunities in all areas of voiceover but um we also are very much into offering career guidance and we're always available on our calendars for our clients to discuss whatever they want to discuss what's happening with their careers what's you know how to take it to another level i personally take on the area of social media when someone wants to discuss that and you know i'm just you know I, i give the advice of uh, um, you know, I start with, let's figure out like, what, what is your background? Someone says to me, well, uh, I went to culinary school when I was in my early twenties. Really? So now you have an opportunity and, and I, this isn't, this is a real example because I spoke to someone on one of the platforms. I believe it was clubhouse asking this type of question and she happened to have that kind of background in the restaurant food service area culinary background and i said well you know you have an opportunity to now create some videos of you highlighting you know just inter um intermix you know intermixing the um 
of you know some food advice or you know something that yeah. is really interesting and, and entertainment and 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 entertain interesting and entertaining where yeah. you want people noticing ultimately your voice if you're if you're looking ultimately to build your social media audience into buyers wanting to look at your social media um but yeah, combine an expertise of yours with your presentation, which gets your voice out there, which doesn't necessarily, which is not necessarily going to happen overnight. It's going to take time and mm. you could become that person who the whole voiceover community knows as, oh, she's that, she's that talent who I get the recipe from in such an entertaining way oh and she, she but, but, well yeah. she's that voiceover talent and who knows if a buyer is going to love that too and who knows if the next buyer is going to love that too and who knows if that idea is the idea that was the breakthrough for you but you know what it might not yeah. be because i have ideas every day and we throw things out yeah. there uh, and things work and things don't work and i love the fact that things don't work because you just yes. need to keep pushing the envelope and something's going to hit and something's going to work. And whether it is that culinary um, to voiceover idea or it's something else, yeah. um, it's exciting. It's you like to, yeah. for a voiceover talent to wake up every day and start a meeting with themselves about what can I do in a branding way to market myself differently than anyone else is I think the most exciting part of the day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's about, it's about being tickets, about being you, but I love that about, you know, uh, being willing to fail. You know, we all have to, you have to, you know, that's how kids walk is, you know, you have to nearly fall over, but, but, for all entrepreneurs, for all voiceover artists, and and in auditions, you know, you have to be willing to make mistakes, and on social social media as well, you know, you have to be willing to to also open up and and try different things. If you're looking very, very for good advice, yeah. If you're looking for perfection yes. in your auditions, if you're looking for perfection in the branding area of what it ultimately will be, if you're looking for perfection in anything in life, you're in big trouble. You have yeah. to be able to roll with the punches and you're going to be knocked down. And when you're knocked down, you're going to get right back up and you're going to find your way. And that's what I mean. That That's what I want to equate to the branding and marketing part of it, because the talent who are going to be successful in 2022 and beyond are not only going to be great voiceover talent in practice, but they're also going to be branded talent. And there are going to be brands out there in X amount of time who are looking for a certain talent who have a certain voice and they might narrow it down to, let's say, three or five choices. And these three or five particular talent 
are all fabulous. They'll all sound great on your campaign. However, there's someone in those three to five who have a branded social media presence that the brand knows that if they hire that talent, they're going to get more play. They're going to get that integration that they need. So don't think of it as that I'm just doing social media so I can have some more followers. There's a much bigger business picture here for, again, 2022 and beyond. And you have to think in those terms and stay way ahead of it and don't let anything get in your way. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And you're, ha- you're all over social media, guys. So you can just look up Mark Gus and follow him. You're on Instagram, Twitter, um, and Clubhouse is the, the other thing that you're on. And do come and follow yeah. me, guys. And LinkedIn is fantastic. Yeah, and LinkedIn is fabulous. LinkedIn, yes. Link- yeah, I mean, LinkedIn yes. is just has turned into, you know, that their LinkedIn has got their gotten their algorithm together where it really combines the best of the best for, uh, for voiceover actors, for anyone in business who wants to, uh, be creative, be engaging and take their careers to another level. Absolutely. Amazing advice. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, and um, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, I know it's been amazing. There's been loads. We've, we've covered a huge amount in this interview. Um, but I wanted to ask you, um, what advice would you give to a younger you? Well, there will be a lot of advice available in my first upcoming book. <laughs> um, Ooh, there, there we go. Be. There we go. So, yes. um, tell us, tell us, which... tell us a little bit about the book. Uh, yeah, it's called Instincts of a Talent Agent, and it is entrepreneurial takeaways from uh, an industry insider. And I weave um, my experiences into the entrepreneurial world of um, voiceover and in general in business. The advice that I would give to a younger me is that you don't have to be perfect at everything. You have to find your way. And and having the understanding that there are going to be challenges and perfection can be negativity, but imperfection can still relate and become the happiness that everybody always strives for. So I actually think that if I had to look back at my career at this point, I would tell myself that patience is is a lot more important than I thought it was. You know, the reason I got into voiceover and I loved it and I stayed with it is because I couldn't deal with the drawn out process of motion picture and TV when I in, when I interned for um, some of those agencies, and I found that commercials, voiceover in particular, were the um, more of the instant gratification, and that's more of my personality, and 
with that comes, you know, I mean, th there's a connection to impatience there because, you know, I just want a book and just like my talent, like they want a book and they want to move on to the next project. But, um, I, I would say, uh, to be able to just look at the bigger picture of everything, take a step back, have more patience and not have to think about ultimate perfection, but keep working your goal to get to the best place you can possibly get. And you know what? Someone might look at you or any, someone might look at, at, at another person and say, wow, like they have the perfect life. They have the perfect career. Like they did it all right. But in order to get there, little do they know the challenges and the patience that they needed to have and endure and not get down on themselves for it. Absolutely. And an amazing advice. It has been such an honor having you on the VoiceOver Hour podcast. You've shared loads of stories, advice. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Rachel, for having me. And Alan is fantastic. He's a great partner of yours. Um, and, you know, again, I, I really value our relationship, our friendship, your talent, your business sense, and everything that you do. And again, I really appreciate you having me um, and in, having me here and interviewing me and oh, um absolutely yeah and so everybody go again. and buy the book you need to check out check out the book where can they find your book yeah it's called instincts of a talent agent and it releases early 2022 uh but pre-sales will start uh very soon and i haven't made any announcements yet but we'll see the first announcements um, on social media shortly. Excellent. So everybody go and make sure you're following Mark Gus on social media. And while you're at it, follow me too. And all of my information will be on markgus.com, uh, which will contain all the information about um, how you can get in touch with me and um, everything about the book Instincts of a Talent Agent. So it's uh, markguss.com, M-A-R-C-G-U-S-S.com. Fantastic. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Mark. It's been such a pleasure having you on the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Um, and yeah. All right, Rachel. Thank you so much again. And we will be in touch soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And um, there'll be another podcast coming out soon. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast season two. Brought to you by the VoiceOver Network with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode, bringing you more behind the scenes stories in the voiceover industry.